Hello welcome to California PC 187 The podcast, 187 is the penal code in California for homicide. In this podcast we focus on murders that have taken place in the southwestern region of Los Angeles County known as the South Bay, Harbor Area and Gateway Cities. Aside from murder other grimy and possibly trigger some topics may be discussed such as rape, animal and or child abuse, torture and other types of crimes. The hosts might sometimes use language that could be considered offensive to some people. Listener discretion is advised. Hello. Hi. This is Brett. This is Cheryl. Dwee's here. Um, Welcome to California PC 187, the podcast. If you are from another state or country and freezing your ass off somewhere, braving the harsh winds of a blizzard, so sorry. It is 80 degrees in sunny Southern California, and we are at the beach. It's so chilly, I had to put a tank top on. <laughs> uh, don't hate, congratulate. Yep. And don't let the sunshine fool you. 80 degrees, it's cold. I thought you were going to, I know, it's, I, know I, have, I need a sweater. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we want to give a shout out to Jay Barman, a writer for a new site called SFIST. It's capital S, capital F, I-S-T, so I don't know if it's. SFist or SFist. Checks out. <laughs> San Francisco. <laughs> For mentioning our podcast in an article he wrote on November 15th, 2019, about the death of murderer Spencer Brashear in his death row cell in San Quentin Penitentiary. Our episode, the 1996 torture murder of Anthony Guest, skyrocketed from 100 listens to 2,125 and counting. Thank you very, very much, Mr. Berman. Yeah, thank you very much. It was well appreciated. And also, wait, we had a little commercial thing saying that we were going to have drop our episode either Friday or Saturday. I just want to let you guys know that legit, I was so sick yesterday that we couldn't do I had no voice. I, you could tell it's raspy right now. Yeah, she lost her voice. Yeah, but I completely lost it yesterday. And it was, I was like, no, we can't do a <laughs> podcast. <laughs> anyway, so today we are going to go back to the 1950s to tell two fucked up stories of two very different children whose stories have nothing in common except that these kids were doomed from the very start. Mm. Um, Here are the stories of John Lawrence Miller of Rolling Hills Estates and Catherine K. Francis Erickson of Long Beach, California. Mm. So, here we go. Murder! Murder, murder, murder. You got away with murder. You got away with a Okay, this is the word from the bird, and in 1950s slang, that means that the un- it's like when the unbelievable is the fucking truth. Yeah. So, this is the bird, word from bird, the bird. bird. The bird isn't the word. <laughs> right? Some children, like John Lawrence Miller of Rolling Hills Estates, California, are just born intrinsically bad. Environmental factors, it seems, have little to do with the wicked attitude and actions these creepy type of children exhibit as soon as they are able to walk and talk. Wow, creepy type of children. (laughs) 
For all intents and purposes, there was no amount of love young Johnny Miller could have been shown and no amount of stuff he could have been given that would have been enough to stop the boy from committing the brazen and grotesque crimes that ultimately landed him in a California state penitentiary at the age of 15 to serve out a life without parole sentence. God only knows all the terrible crimes against others Johnny had committed that he was never caught for. He will most likely take his secrets to the grave. At 77, he has been the property of the CDC, that means California Corrections Department, prison system, for 52 years. According to the CDC inmate locator at www.cdc.gov. How many years he was in prison? He's still there. He's still alive. Miller is currently being housed at the prison in Lancaster, California, here in Los Angeles County. Yeah, Lancaster. Right? Yep. John Lawrence Miller, <clears throat> Diller's attitude and outlook on life seemed to be just fucked up since his birth in 1942. Oh, what are these people? They need to. They need to know that we're podcasting yeah, right now. They need to just shut their oh, mouths. Yeah. This is heavy. This is a heavy cat right here. Yeah, 15. this is this is one. Oh, you, oh yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Right here. Let me let me let me not be distracted right. by outside influences yeah. right now. Let me just. This is supposed to be an easy one. Okay, dude. so by the time he was 15, he had. Been, oh, I already told you guys that. He had been awarded number A44862 by the California Department of Corrections, where. An A number. He's lived, like I said, for fucking 52 years. Yeah, since they invented dirt. Miller admitted that his earliest recollections of when he began to fantasize about murder and harming other people began when he was about seven or eight years old. In the womb? Uh, <laughs> he said that the thoughts were constant and that he had, oh, they were constant and invasive. They were just constantly attacking his brain and he had no definite victim profile. He just wanted to murder anybody that he came in contact with. Well, someone's pretty much. Murdered. Someone's going to die. He fantasized a lot. He admitted about killing his father, but figured that he probably shouldn't do that since his dad was the one, the breadwinner who was providing the oh, lavish yeah, lifestyle that they lived in Rolling Hills Estates. Yeah, he's not too crazy then. Right? That makes sense. He's going to pay the bills. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what Johnny said. Yeah, totally pay what costs money. Yeah. Uh, Johnny understood that murder was an unacceptable practice in civilized society. So he started acting out in other ways, like burglarizing his neighbor's homes. Gotta get a job. Gotta get that money. He was 13. Well, he was younger than that, probably. His goal was to kill his dad by 15. Right? Yeah. When he was 13, he was arrested for the first time. When he was 15, he was sent to, because you know, his behavior obviously escalated, he was sent to Fred C. Nell's School for Boys in Whittier for burglarizing a house and stealing a car in San Bernardino. Mm-hmm. This kid's just Rolling off Hills the hook. San he was a, he's yeah. fucking off the hook. Yeah, he's, he's on one. Like, I'm just trying to picture his parents. Like, what? His mother just being like, oh, Johnny, please don't. Yes. Oh, yeah. He's all, fuck you. Yeah, fuck you. I don't even, they even say that back then in the 50s. No, he just gave her the bird. Yeah, yeah no shit on the bird, bird, bird. Right, right. Son, it's going to hurt me more than you. Yeah, I right? think so, Dad. So just Kill as a me. little aside thing here, because, you know, I'd never heard of the Fred C. Nels for boys. I looked it up in Wikipedia, of course, and it had been open for 113 years before it was finally closed Damn. in 2004. 113. Yes. It was called the Fred C. Nels Youth Correctional Facility. Mm-hmm. And it is, it was in in Whittier, and now it is a registered California landmark number 947. 
Uh, and the official name for it now is Reform School for Smoke Juvenile Club. Offenders. Oh, okay. It's not correction. Right? well in correcting him. And one little um, little note that I wanted to say about it uh, before I move on with the story is that um, that the high school, this, this fucking reform school, was a, a huge contender against Whittier High School in football every year. You mean the reform school he went to? The, the they jail? got to leave to go play oh, football. They I mean, play that's, football? I wouldn't. Look at if I they even. Did kill him? Even the toughest kids, I'd be like, oh my up. God, we're going to play against our reform yeah, school. You that. know, I'd be yeah, terrific. Switchblades and shit, guns, fucking <laughs> illegal blocking. Fuck. So, <coughs> excuse me. The razor blades in their, fucking, in their fucking cleats and shit. Okay. So anyway, so it was when he was at this reform school that um, he, I guess he did good. He, so he got weekend passes, 10 oh, hour okay. long weekend yeah. passes. Play football and get weekend passes. Well, so his parents would come and pick him up. See, like, I'm thinking his parents are huge enablers, yeah. right? Yeah, So his, his parents would come and pick him up, and they would, you know, spend 10 hours with him. Mm -hmm. And then on the the drive back, I guess they would drive all the way from Whittier back to Rolling Hills, back yeah. to, I mean, that's crazy. Well, that's like 60 that's miles. A, yeah, that's a long, that's more than that, I think. Yeah, yeah that's fucking free. 60 it's miles each fly, way, yeah. right? That's far. It's yeah. Like far into the almost Orange County. So they stopped off uh, to get dinner one night, mm -hmm. and John... Just was like, I'm going to go use the restroom. And he split. Yeah, I didn't want to pay the bill. Didn't like the steak. His bill. He was 15 years uh, old. No, go. the boy left. Yep. Gotta, gotta, gotta the run. boy left. And he ran off and headed for the home of a family friend, Stafford Thurmond. Uh -huh. And the, the link between the, the Millers and the Thurmonds is unclear. But John said that he had known him his whole entire life. Yeah, right. He was planning on breaking into their house and stealing one of Mr. Thurmond's guns from his oh, gun collection yeah, he yeah. wanted a pistol yeah he wanted to fucking he wanted to get sure he had much Spread better out. guns than a pistol yeah. but that his was his friend showed him like my guns like my dad's gun collection he right was, yeah. so when horns pop out when john got to the house the next day he discovered that the thurmans weren't home but he did find a neighbor's 22 month old daughter uh -oh. laura joan wetzel playing in the front yard icky he lured laura into the house and killed her he okay, battered her he brutal he he beat her with a bat Oh. He beat her to death with a bat, oh, and then he hit her underneath. He took her to her, her own room uh -huh. in her house and, and you know, a little kid's room, and then covered her with a bunch of blankets. Right. So they, they didn't find her for a very long wow. time, you know, when they, once they noticed her missing. And yeah, they noticed they her cared. missing pretty much right away. Yeah. They did care. Well, they weren't there. Who leaves a 22-month-old uh, well, baby out in the freaking lawn? And, back then, know. I think that you, I, I don't think that it was, people didn't think that someone was going to come along and do that to their child for crying out loud. Okay, yeah. Uh, her parents, Air Force Captain Charles W. Wetzel and his what? wife. Air Force Captain needs a daughter, 22 months at home. Brett, he was probably at work. Uh, flying around. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um, Shame on him. Another neighbor couple, Francis King and his wife, joined the search. Mrs. Wetzel went into the Thurman's yard but fled after confronting John. Mm -hmm. who was armed with a knife and a gun. Bloody. Oh, crazy. I went into the yard, King said. There was a young man standing in the doorway with a knife and a gun. It was a kitchen knife, and the gun looked like a twenty-two caliber tar caliber target pistol. He was very agitated, yeah. and he waved the weapons and ordered me into the house. Uh-huh. My wife was right behind me, and she yelled for me to get away. Who ran first? I, I Oh, she, okay. The wife. Yeah, it's yeah, a good move. I told the kid, hey, take it easy. That we were just looking for a little girl who was lost. 
He slammed the door in my face, and I yelled for Mr. Wetzel to call or Mrs. Wetzel to call the police. So that was crazy. coming. Yeah. I got this from the Daily Breeze. Yeah, he, from, oh, the Breeze, huh? Yeah. Oh, shit. Sheriff's deputies searched the Thurman's house but didn't find the body. It was only when another neighbor, Carolyn West, looked in the children's bedroom that she discovered Laura under a pile of blankets. I thought the innocent bystander neighbor found the body. I know. I know. That's crazy. They looked hard, huh? Well, they're probably all panicked. They're all freaking yeah. out. I don't yeah. know. It's too much. It's, you couldn't believe it. It's, I'm even shocked listening to this. But check out this shit. This oh, is what did. trips me out. This kid's 15 years old. Remember that. Yeah. In the meantime, John escaped on a stolen bicycle uh-huh. and rode to Redondo Beach. Wow. From fucking, where was it? San Bernardino? Yeah, no, what? no it was, it was, he was in Rolling Hills. Oh, he was in yeah. Rolling Hills. You're right. I mean, okay, not, so this murder took place yeah. in Rolling Hills. Okay. Rolling Hills, Redondo. This is right, you know, next city over. Okay, okay, okay. You're right. Is that a Schwinn? <laughs> Kind of okay, that? where he stole a car yeah. and began driving oh, north. Okay, okay. Bike stolen car. A service station attendant in Salinas, California. He got there fast. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's up yeah. north. That's so far. I'm gonna top it off. Why do you want to chill? He was hauling ass. Yeah. How did he know how to drive a car? I don't know. I have no idea. How did he reach the pedal? <laughs> we just killed somebody. So I mean, he right? He's like, Gosh. he earned that. Huh? Right. So he, uh, the gas station attendant, called the police and gave them the license number of the stolen car. After John drove away without paying for a tank of gas. See, this kid's just... Oh, yeah. He's just on one. He's just no good. I ain't ain't paying for shit. I'm killing, rape, robbing, all that shit. Right? Yeah. San Francisco police found the abandoned car out of gas and dented from a crash. She's rode that shit out of gas, crashed it, and jumped in another car. Right? Yeah. A map... Wait. You ain't gonna take me on (coughs) the Excuse me. Gotta go to Frisco. A map of California was spread out on the front seat. He even knew how to read a map. Oh, he left a map? Yeah, and he knew how to read it. Little, little arrows and shit, little <laughs> X's. And he goes, no, they'll never catch me. And he leaves a map every place he goes. Right. Know, yeah. So he stole another car, uh-huh. backtracked to San Mateo, yeah. and took $77 in the robbery of a wow. market. $77. That's just that's But he ironic. fucking robbed a market. Yeah. Well, back then, $77. Was, he could probably, what, markets? I mean, just just alone. I mean, have you, have you, I mean, count the felonies he's racking up. Yeah. Oh, he, yeah, felonies, shit. How bodies, he's looking for bodies. He planned on taking the bus, but saw a new Plymouth with the keys in the ignition. Oh, yeah. He hit the road, yeah. going to Eureka, Mine. California, Crater Lake, and Klamath Falls, Oregon. I mean, this kid got tights. around. Yep, I'm going to see California. Might as well do the route, so I'm going to be locked up for a long time. Right? Yep. In Klamath Falls, John picked up hitchhiker Lloyd Defani. Uh-oh. John planned to go to Boise, Idaho, but the road was covered with snow, and John didn't have tire chains. Oh. Like, that's, like... Well, he, the car he, he sold didn't have tire chains. Yeah, it, but he didn't either. Yeah. Instead, they headed for Reno, where Defani mm. left John and called police, having recognized him from radio broadcast. How do you recognize somebody from a know. radio broadcast? I have no idea. He probably said some shit in the car. Probably, you know what I'm saying vibe. is you can't see them. Yeah, I know. I, I mean, well, the description, the description. Of, yeah, I know. What was the description? He was a man from uh, Rolling Hills. Boy. Uh, just boy, 15, just killed, stolen car. Huh. Well, how tall was he? He's sitting on fucking phone books and shit. I know, right? The ignition's all hanging out. Just, just, you know, <laughs> I'm just working on it. In the middle of working on it. Got a screwdriver so, in there. So at 2 a.m. that same, or whatever, the next morning, a Reno taxi driver who had been listening to the police radio saw John and reported him. What the fuck? Are these back in the I know. nosy ass people. Back there. I know, right? Everybody, look, everybody wants to get in on the action. Everybody wants some. But think about it. You got some maniacal 15 year old child, yeah. like, yeah, just killer. running around, yeah, you know? He's a real one. 
Uh, it's, it's not. It's a, in a sick way. It's kind of like he just he just did this. I you bet know? you he stood out like a sore thumb. I bet you his whole mm. being, his whole essence, just glowed like oh, Rudolph's yeah, like, freaking. Like no, like Rudolph's nose. It yeah. just was like blah yeah, blah. Yeah, but his whole so body. You, you couldn't help but yeah. see him. He's radiated. You know? he's yeah, radiated. he's just like glowing, puffing up. Yeah, <laughs> just glowing. Yep. Of, you just oh, just yeah. mayhem. And yep. bad, dirty yep. deeds. Yep. Thunder cheap. Right? He's like an upside down smile. He, you know? It's like a smile, but not. It's like. Oh, he's yeah. Not, he's oh, yeah. trying to smile, but it's like straight evil. All you see is. A, he's smiling, but all you see is upside down. What the <laughs> fuck? Is that like a fucking uh, my oxymoron or some shit? Is that what paradox? I don't know. It's crazy. I've seen that before. Right? It looks like they're smiling, but they're frowning. Yes. I don't get it. Okay. It's like a mushroom. So, uh, so he was arrested and extradited to Los Angeles for the murder, not for all the other shit he did. Yeah, no, they just let that go. For yeah. Let him run amok. John showed absolutely no remorse, uh-huh. the Times said. He told reporters he wasn't sorry. Right. I'm not sorry. Why not should sorry. I be? I know, yes. sorry, not sorry, shit. Right? Murder, murder, murder. Listen to what he said. He said, I don't care what happens to me. I'm sick of this life anyway. I hate confinement. Well, then why did you fucking get yourself in a confinement? And I'm not happy anywhere. I don't want to see anybody. I, I know. I'm not anybody. Yeah, he, he's got his, his first, what, t- 10 years, you know, he's going to he's gonna realize that you don't like confinement. You put yourself right there. Yeah, he, yeah. You, yeah. you gave yourself exactly right. what you don't like right. forever. Don't too, you don't get too much roaming around. The father of the murdered girl, Mr. Thurmond, said, we don't want revenge. We just want to see him put behind bars for the rest right. of his oh, life. See that he's a sick soul. Yeah, you left your kid out there. 22 months old. Who does that? Air Force pilot, captain. He was at help. work, I'm sure. Yeah, Brett, he, you need to I not be so hard on them. Don't yeah, victim I know, blame you, here. Would you leave your kid out there alone uh, in a yard? And, uh, Look, by the time I had kids, I, I was so afraid of the whole world that no, I wouldn't. Right, but right. you know what? My mother, I, I told you that I, when I was like three years old, we were at Yellowstone National Park right. and I just boned out. Right. And well, then, I mean, the Yellowstone—it's it's dangerous there. I mean, no, they were very worried. My mother put a leash on me after yeah. that, but I'm just saying. Uh huh. Was it what color was it? I got away from her. It yeah. was retractable. It was oh. bullshit. I hated it. Is that why it. when you send me in the, you always send me in alone to get leashes for Dutch? Is that is no? That it's why I don't like retractable leashes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. So, okay. So, John was tried as an adult and pleaded, pleaded and pled guilty to first degree murder. I put you in a coma. To California PC one eighty seven. That's right. Deputy District Attorney Ted Sten called him vicious, treacherous, and cold-blooded. That's an understatement. Here is a person devoid of feeling, an ill-tempered wild animal who wanted to kill someone to see how it felt. Uh, wow. I don't know. I just think he's, I don't know. Yeah, he said that, but I just think he wanted to kill. He was okay. just so angry he just wanted to kill. He had to. So what do you think his parents did? Do you think his parents d- during, do you think they went and visited him like every Sunday? I, I would hope so. I would be up there probably religiously. They should have sent well, they should have. No, that's packages, what I'm talking about. They, they lacked tough love. This is yeah, a person. Yeah, I'd cut that motherfucker off. I would, you know, it, it, you got to cut. I mean, God damn. They must have felt responsible for, you know. You know I'm like, sure that the mother was just a weepy. Yeah. Listen to me. I, uh, I'm a jerk. I shouldn't even say that about well, her. Well, I, I mean, her. mother's love for a son. But come on. Dude. I mean, how it's embarrassing to love a son like that. But if she stuck it out, she stuck it out. And she probably wrote him, cried for him, sent him packages. She did. Him. Yeah. She loved mom. So, 18 years later, he was released. Oh, he, he was, was 32 released? years oh, old. Yeah, he, was, he was 32 years scared. old. Well, they figured, you know what? He was a kid. He was 15. He's probably, yeah. he's not, he's, that's not who he is. Growing pains, you know. That's what he did. Yeah, steal some cars, kill a kid, you know, whatever. No big deal. Right? Yeah. So, 
guess what John did when he was, he got to finally commit the murder that he dreamed about as a boy of seven years old. Oh, he went to Disneyland? No, he went to his parents' house and he, he, he shot them both with guns. Oh, you mean he went and killed his dad? He killed his mother and his father. On the same day? Yes. And with his gate money in his pocket? No, he waited two months. Oh, shit, he, he was, waited? He was only free for two months. And he had that itch, had to do it. Then yeah. he stole a neighbor's car at gunpoint, abandoned it in a parking lot, and it was arrested after a bank robbery in Downey, in which oh, he yeah. held the bank manager hostage. Oh, he's doing banks now, federal. Okay, so he likes to steal cars, obviously. You know, did they ever talk about uh, rough, tough, and dangerous RTD? He should have taken the bus, get some bus passes, learn how to take the bus. This is what John told his probation officer. He said that he just couldn't cope with the outside world after having been locked up for so long. Oh, yeah, I'm a convict. He said that his parents had mistreated him and blamed his father for being sent to prison for Laura's death. Yeah, of course. You should have got me a better lawyer, you Dad. Got me, you should have sent me that package last month, man. See what happened to you now? So look at you now. Right? Yep. So, like, dear, do you think I should stop sending packages? Do you think we should be a little tough on him before he gets out? Yeah, yes, dear. Yeah, okay. I know. Dad, you should have sent me that package. So, uh... You must be corrected. So, what was I... Sorry, not Sorry. I just got totally distracted. Uh, that's crazy. These people in the background. Just, I mean, we're doing podcasts. Ultimate here. freaking sin would be uh, you don't kill your parents. You don't kill your dad. You don't kill your, I mean, you, know, you always have, I, I don't know. I think men always have like a little thing against their fathers or whatever. Maybe it's rivalry or it's whatever, but, or, you know, athletic or they push you, but killing your mom? I don't know. Well, so on April 19th, 1976, John told Judge Carol M. Dunham. He didn't have the courage to kill himself, and he begged to be sent to the gas chamber. Oh, now he's folding up, man. He's losing his edge, man. It hadn't been used since 1967, though. Yeah. You know that thing needed repairs. Yeah, spark that thing up. Kick it. Get it going. Drop some cyanide pills in there. Let's do this. No, look, at it. it had been in disuse since 1967, so then when they reinstated the death uh -huh. penalty, this is, like, what, 1976 or something? I don't know. Anyway, think about it. No, but it probably... It, because remember when we did our podcast about... Uh, Capital yeah, punishment. Yeah, about, and said yeah. that a lot of those those gas chambers they were leaked. Yeah, they were they, they were broken down. They needed right. maintenance. And yeah. so then, the, therefore, the death yeah. became cruel couldn't, and unusual. Get a good plumber. Yuck. I didn't realize it would have a lot of fun to do it. But cyanide pills, sealing them up. Yeah. So. Yeah, because if you go to one of those gas chambers and you watch it, and you're in the room and it's leaks. It's not a good thing. I know. Yeah, cyanide gas is not good. You breathe that shit, your esophagus swells up. You're done. You can't breathe. So anyway, just. To go back to uh, the Wetzels, Laura Joan Wetzel was cremated after services at Palace Fruity's neighborhood church, and she had a tiny white little covered casket at, at her, you know, she had services mm -hmm. when she was in the casket. So he didn't, the son didn't do the eulogy, did he? The son? Yeah. Who? Are you talking about John? Yeah. John wasn't the son. John didn't even know these people. Oh, this is the, uh, Okay. I'm talking I, I, about the little girl, oh, okay, the 22-month-old girl. Oh, she was dressed in a simple light blue frock, right. her hands clasped in nosegay of Cecil Brenner roses, and she appeared like all the sleeping little children in the world. Yeah, it's pretty sad. It's totally sad. Yeah. And it takes me back to the uh, Abriel Park, Abriel Park, or not Abriel Park, uh, Alba? Alba. Well, Alba, I mean... Yeah. Well, just because it's the death yeah. of a child, but I mean, who, you know, those are two totally different yeah. stories I mean, it, as well. Who says you can kill someone over 18? Killing is killing, but still, a, a child. I mean, okay, so yeah. uh, we now we're going to take a break. Yes. And we will come back with the story, another shocking story. Yes, very shocking. 
emotional landscape now. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, about Catherine K. Francis Erickson. See you in a minute. So, like, Brett and I are here at the beach, and we are trying to um, redo the second part of our um, Word from the Bird episode because we felt like there wasn't enough energy. That was the accordion girl. That is, was, is, was, is, was... Um, so we told you about the story about John, right? Good old Johnny boy. Huh. <laughs> Good old Johnny boy. <laughs> right. Did I sound like your uncle? Also, I've been sick. I, cause we were supposed to have an episode out yesterday and I've been legit sick. Like, fuck. Oh my gosh. Like just coughing up all kinds of phlegm and like, I don't need to get too detailed. But look at my boobs, bro. I know. I know. I see the cleavage. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but I do have good boobs. Wait, no. Should I not, should I delete that? No, I mean, it, I said cleavage. You said boobs. It's not a bad deal. I mean, it's not, it's not like we're getting raunchy. <laughs> Here, hold this, please. Okay. I am getting tingling in my ball sack, though. Ew. Oh, maybe big ball, so this is like a, a podcast about homicide. Yeah, it's about homicide, accordion, and um, a manipulative, uh, manipulating um, woman named Jean. What was it? No, I'm going to go into it right now. So this story, we got the story from um, the sources. From the story are Murderpedia, uh, the People versus Berlin. The District Court of Appeals, 2nd District, Division 1, California, from January 8th, 1953, and also from a story that is called Instrument of Torture, and that's from, like, the Long Beach Herald in 1951, and I will have those on our website, so if you want to go look at those things yourself, you can go ahead and do that. Hey, you know what's pretty punk rock? This morning when I was going to the store... There was a man outside playing the accordion. Oh, are you shitting me? I am not shitting you, no. And I didn't even think of that until now. Because uh, this is a crazy story, but you know what? It, it doubled up. We backed it up with the, uh, the last story about the kid. You know, he's uh, uh, nurture or nature. You know, he gets out, uh, he goes home, and he murders his parents. That's just like, when, when she told me that part of it, I was like, whoa. And it kind of like threw me into like that mode where... Um, yeah, so why are you giving away this story already? Oh, no, 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 no. No, I just said... Fred loves to talk about stories before we even tell him. I'm talking about the... I just say accordion. I'm like, dude, just shut Come your on. mouth. Come on, accordion. I can't... You can't give me that much fucking... I can give him that much, can't I? Mm-mm. God, she wants to seal me up tight. But you already did. I just said accordion. So like this one time... Brett and I were, like, super homeless. Like, right now we're just homeless. But at one time we were super homeless, okay? And what I mean by that is that we didn't have a vehicle. We had no means of, of transportation. We had no uh, work lined up. We had nowhere to live, obviously, homeless. Um, and so we were super homeless. Now we're just we're homeless, but we're not homeless homeless. We're not Location super independent. homeless. And we're still like, we're still entertaining people. Listen, um, um, we have job, you know, we, we have work. We can get, we have a means of income. 
Um, we don't have a place to live. No, we don't. And I think that that's what's lending to my being sick for so long. Like, I just keep staying sick. Yeah. But anyway. Well, um, we haven't really cleaned out the car for like, like we usually do. I mean, we clean it like superficially, but we haven't really done a good... Because I've been sick. No, I know. Because you have to just, you have to be sick. Now, there's nothing wrong. I'm not saying anything bad. I'm just saying that, yeah, we pretty soon we'll clean out the car. Dude, you you talk too much. So, um, anyway, you just threw me off total rotation of what I was... Oh, oh, okay, so, so, the Dutch butt out. So, one time, when we were super homeless, we, um, got, Brett got caught shoplifting again at, um, some Mexican, uh, uh, fucking grocery store. And they're no joke. You know, the grocery Mexican... The, the, the Mexican grocers are no joke. And so they attacked him. He jumped huh. out of my shower shoes and ran. I and, right? And so we needed to find a new way to get food. So I called this 211 number after we had been attacked by some silly little man on a bicycle with a gun. I mean, are you serious? We're like, dude, we're sitting a on a curb... We're sitting on a curb in Wilmington, like, curbed, apparently, and you're fucking coming at us with a gun? Like, what is it that yeah. we could give you? And he was drunk What with are a you going to rob? He was drunk with a gun. You know? Anyways, and so then that's what we said to him, and he's all, yeah, you're right. And he puts it back, his gun. Like, what a fucking moron. Anyway, I was just, like, at that point, I was like, shoot me. I don't care. Just do it. Not me. I was like, do it. Do it. Uh-uh. I was just so fed up. So anyways, so we go to this fucking... It was a um, transition in our life. So we go to this this, um, this place that we call 211, and they say, go to the Beacon of Light Mission, and it's on blah, blah, blah Street. And so we go there, and it's like, um, it's a place where they feed you food every day at 5 o'clock. And they fill you full of the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but you have to listen to a sermon first. And so then I'm like, oh, Christ, I've never, I haven't been to church in forever. I'm like, ugh. Just feed right? us. And, yeah, but so then, so then I'm like, okay, dear God, please, okay, then I'm all dear God, right? I'm all dear God, please help me have an open mind so that I can, like, withstand this torture. And he puts you in a beacon of light, right? and he closes the doors, and he chains you up, and you got to sit for an hour no. to see the old man talk it about It was God. these four old men, and Brett and I are like, oh, great. Like, it's even, it gets, it, how could it get any worse? Now it's four old fucking men. And this old man comes up to the podium, and he had, like, one droopy long eye, and he had on overalls. They all had overalls on. Yeah, they all had overalls. I only think the guy had an eye. Right? No, and he, but he gave, he gave us the best sermon I've ever heard in my life. I, I was crying, I was laughing, I was like, and they say that if you're crying and you're laughing, that you're, 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 you're it feeling counts. it. You're, yeah. you're, you're in the spirit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, like you're, you're associating with what he's saying and you fucking get it. I was and ready I was to receive. I meet you. Yeah, we were ready to receive. We were broken. <laughs> we were broken. We were like broken vessels ready to be filled up with the Lord. Shut up. <laughs> it's not funny, but it's true. It's true. And then, um, it's true. And then this man, then they start doing their little singing part. They like, they have, you know, the sermon part and then they have the singing part. And then in the singing part, this, this white haired man with this fat white like a hillbilly man. river dance. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. This fat white haired man gets up and he, he fucking, he, he does the with the accordion, and he's all right. He did it, and we were like, he was like fucking like Jimmy Page on the yeah, accordion. No, he was like Eddie Van Halen on fucking Eruption mm-hmm. in the solo. He was just like fucking. He was just like there. Right. I think it's where the two oh. girls in front, the homeless girls, were throwing panties up on the stage. Right? It was like burnt, burnt. Like yeah. like what is that fucking um um been so done been 
You know what I'm talking about? Uh, like, uh, like, imagine this guy. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm talking about Led Zeppelin. Oh, it's all. Um, it's been so long since I. <laughs> I can't even. Uh, you're talking. Like it was this. like that though. We're, yeah, we're this going from the Lord to Led down, Zeppelin. It's kind of hard to yeah. You know, yeah. No, he was. A, it's been so long since I've been to yeah, 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 right? It's like that. It ain't true. It's all burnt. You know what I mean? No, 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 no. It was like uh, at, the, at, the, at the forum, like, you know, in 1977, right. and it had uh, Jimmy right. Page doing his fucking solo with the lights yeah. and, uh, and the, uh, the, the, yeah. the dial-in string. Yeah. And this guy was just, he was, and so, so, before, I just said all that to say this, is that this next story is about an accordionist. Yeah, I was getting back to my accordion. Yeah, the accordion. Yeah. Yeah, the accordion can be pretty brilliant. It can be a rock. It can be punk rock. Okay. Well, depending on who's playing it. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna move into this next uh, podcast, the next murder about uh, my giving away the accordion. The accordion. The accordion. The accordion. The accordion. Accordion. You know, one with the accordion. Become one with the accordion. Right. So there was this little girl, and her name was. Catherine, and they called her Kay uh, Erickson, and she was, what was she, Brett? Catherine? Yeah. She was a mother, but I don't no, know. No, you're so whack. She was a mother with a daughter who wanted to play the accordion? No, her mom's name was uh, Beatrice. Oh, Catherine was a little girl. Beatrice mm-hmm. was the... Beatrice, they never really said what yes, she was. Yes, Catherine was born on April 22nd, <laughs> 1940, in San Pedro, California. She entered kindergarten there. And at the age of five, she took up dancing and piano lessons for eight or nine months. The family moved to Long Beach in July of 1947, where Kay, that's what they called her, resumed dancing lessons. So there's B and there's K. So, in May of 1950, Mrs. Erickson, Catherine's mother, Kay's mother, B. Erickson, took her out of school because she had a nervous stomach. I guess she was, like, you know, nervous all the time. Yeah, she was scared. She wasn't up to par. And she found out, the mother found out that she was going to be flunked that year because she had an IQ of 88, which was not, which was below normal. So they're trying to show that this little girl in, in this court document, they're trying to show like this little girl was normal in all respects except for the fact that she had a super low IQ. So you mean saying when she gets that test, she couldn't put the square in the square and, no. the, and the triangle in the triangle? So she was going to flunk school. So her mom pulled her out of school early. So she didn't want her daughter just being out of school early. You know what I mean? She wanted to make sure that the child had something else to do while she was waiting for the next school year to start so that she could probably go to a new school. Mom was probably embarrassed. And um, I think that's probably when they made the move to Long Beach. You that's know what I mean? why they made the move. That's probably why yeah. they made the move to Long Beach. Okay. Socially. So, yeah, socially, so that yeah. the girl wouldn't be too humiliated. Right. So, that is social suicide. Uh, kind of. And um, so, I mean, I would fucking be thinking different. When I was, okay, third grade me... Or second grade me would be thinking way differently of a girl or a boy that had been held back a year. Yeah, well, plus I'd be like, what? I mean, I mean, you can be nervous and anxiety in your stomach, but then nothing yeah. could cause you actual physical yeah. problems yeah. In your, as a child. Yeah. Well, her mom, maybe her mom was mean. To, I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. It's not not, not for me wasn't to. Wasn't much said about. Yeah, uh, it wasn't. B. No, B. Except for the B. Okay. So so in in the meantime, she, in order to give her daughter an activity or something to do, um, she hooked up with some guy named. Uh, Miguel Vertigo. 
Yeah. And he was a an accordion teacher. And he shared a studio with a woman named Violet John Berling. And Miguel was 52. Violet was 32. She was the daughter of vaudevillian performers. Vaudevillian. And she preferred to go by the name Miss John. And she was the accordion teacher that uh, the child, Kay, got introduced to via, you know, via Miguel. For whatever reason, he didn't want to take her on as a pupil. So he said that, he said, you know what? He said, I have this, I have this protege or this, I have this, this partner and she takes on beginner students. Yeah, she can mold her into something that she makes her professional. Yeah. She can make her a star. Well, and he didn't say that because they didn't know how this child was going to do so far. So this is what happened, though, is that, is that Violet, Miss John, and her boyfriend, Miguel Vertigo, they liked to, they had a lot of pupils. They did. They did well. They each had their own homes in Long Beach, their own apartments that they kept, but they also had this shared um, single apartment that they used as a studio. Uh-huh. Um, Miguel paid all the bills, and Violet made all the appointments. Like she was the like the bookkeeper, like uh-huh. the, like the. They had um, a little arrangement. They had like a. Yeah. They had a timeshare. And they also were lovers. And, oh, so the little little, you know, mm-hmm. little on the side. Yes. Okay. And I picture her. I, I picture her. The, the, I picture Miss John. Like she has no hair out of place. She's like straight I, back hair. I know. And I, I picture her looking like like um like Faye Dunaway yeah. in that movie uh-huh. um yeah. uh, Helen Keller or something. No, like like like. Like Helen Keller's freaking uh, friend Anne, um, no, like uh, like uh, stop it, Dutch. Like, you know, in that movie, what am I talking about? Mommy dearest. Yeah, yeah, okay. that too. Yeah. That too. Just all. Yeah. This yeah. Or I, I picture looking like like a fucking like a, like, like one of the sheriffs from the fucking LAPD, like like um like Twin Towers and yeah. shit. Like that, like that song. Those bitches can't get enough. I'm addicted <laughs> <Yeah>. to love. <laughs> With some tight ass bun. Yeah, yeah, that video they yeah. had where they had yeah. the girls are all playing the band. They're all like, yes, black. yes, that's what the LA yeah. County Sheriff's They're all slick like. back, mm-hmm. like Don Johnson and shit uh-huh. from fucking mm-hmm. Miami Vice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I picture like and mean too, never smiling. Little swagger stick. Ladies, yeah, wearing boots that lace all the way up to her knees and stuff. It's time for chow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to eat, children. All right, so yeah. you got five minutes. So okay, so. Oh, so they, they used to like to, the, the couple that we're talking about, uh, Miss John and her boyfriend, her old-ass boyfriend, they used to like to uh, take out, look at that cat right over there running, aw, baby, that, that poor thing. Um, they used to like to take all the children that they pupiled, pupiled, is that the word? The pupilage? The, the, the children under their pupilage? They would take them out to dinner. They took them to places of entertainment, it said in the court records. Places of entertainment. And I'm like, like what is that? <laughs> the alley out back? What does that mean? Chuck E. Cheese? Uh, I don't think uh, they had the Chuck E. Cheese shop? back then. What? I mean, what do you do? Buy new keys for the accordion? <laughs> right. Ooh, wow, exciting when you were fucking seven. Okay. And they just, they basically schmoozed the parents they were like, um, they were, what is that word that they call it? Like, um. Flim flam? No, when they're, 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 they're doing something. Yes. No, course. you know exactly. You use the word. When they're, they're, they're getting a child ready for sexual fucking, like. Uh, uh, 
sexual groom. Oh, groom. groom. Oh, they're grooming. They're, 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 no, they're, they're molding. grooming no, and they're, molding the parents, yeah, too, yeah, though. Yeah, yeah. They're impressing the parents yeah. by giving, like, they gave Kay, for right. instance, they gave her a gold watch, they're which exploding. her mother accepted. No, they're, 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 they're finding the parents' weaknesses. Right. Like, because, look, back in that time, in that day and age, it was not acceptable. No, they, uh, you do not accept gifts from people like yeah. that. They you were, don't. It's not children. okay. No, it's not. They were children of, they were they exploited, but they were also, like, uh, what do they, what do you call when you, when you, when you, out for a year, you got to be a um, the gang, the biker gangs. They say you're a, 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 a oh, prospect, yeah, prospect, yeah, they're prospecting. They're not mining for gold, they're mining for children. That's disgusting. So, they were, though. I think I really believe that they were. This is just speculation, we can't, yeah, this is speculation, but it, it appears for all intents and purposes, it appears as though this is what was happening, right? It does, and um. It'd be safe to say. So, so they're 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 volunteering. They're saying, "Hey, well, the kids want to have a sleepover." You know what I mean? Like that is so fucking inappropriate, in my opinion, to allow your child, your small. Thank you, with a man for crying out loud. Like that's just how I was raised up. Like my mom said, like you know, men are just like. I mean, you know, she she put me against men, but on the other hand, she it was because like she said it's inappropriate for a man, a male. To be like amongst a bunch of little girls, like what the fuck, yeah, you know? He's like, put, play, put like what's he doing? On, Try, on playing wall. Barbies? Like, like, no, he brings a bottle out, playing spin the bottle. He's got a donkey. He's <laughs> like, you know, okay, guys, show him. Let's get naked and put a blindfold on. We're gonna play spin, uh, spin the. Uh, put the. Uh, it was like the Miguel, Miguel. Yeah. He just bought me something yeah. at Chuck E. Cheese. Instead of a sit and spin, it's a big dildo and stuff and whatever. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's fucking pretty disgusting. Yeah, whatever. That was that was cheap. I shouldn't say that. Miguel was probably not doing that. Bad. Miguel was, I'm sure, a nice yeah, man. He was. He was. A, he's a teacher. He was of the children. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was for the children with Nurse Ratchet freaking on the keys. Of the, I know. Right? On the keys of the the the, the what was it? The, the, so the accordion. Yeah. So look at though, and and it, so Kay's mother at this time, Beatrice was going through some kind of a divorce with her dad. They don't really mention her dad at all. Uh, probably because he was just, ugh. Anyway. They didn't mention much about it, uh, Miguel either, too. No, no, the men seem to get off in this case. Yeah, they do. So, and could you believe that in 19... 19- oh, <laughs> <laughs> They get off, yeah. 1951. Um, Playing the accordion, son. Anyway, so... Where's your monkey? Okay, stop. Let me talk. Okay, so, uh, where was I? You're always throwing me off for attention. You're sitting there smirking. Well, no, because this is supposed to be fire on this one. I'm supposed to have the personality, and I'm putting too much on it, so I'll, I'll back off a little bit. Yeah, let me talk, dick. So, like, fuck. Now I don't even know what I'm saying. Pick up the story, buddy. Okay, you were talking about, we were on Miguel for a second. Like, where Miguel came from and stuff. And you just crunched your nose like you were, like, Cheryl Teagues and shit. <laughs> Cheryl Teagues. <laughs> what do you like, Cheryl Teagues? You're like, uh, uh, do you like, what's her name? Other one. What is the one that had the poster that was like they blew up? I like Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett. I, I, Cheryl Teagues was more like I don't know. She was just like manish. Cheryl Teagues is like hi. Yeah, she was just. I think. I think. Yeah, Farrah Fawcett was more real. I love Farrah Fawcett. Yeah, that, okay. That, that poster blew her up. She's beautiful. And that poster, every, every I kid, was in love with her when poster. I was five years old. You remember that poster? And it wasn't that. Yes, sexual. I it do. Just, it I, love it. It wasn't I love it. I love that it. I love it. This man walked way too close to our car. He looked in. What a piece of shit. Yeah, American hat. You could take that American hat off your head. I can't stand motherfuckers <clears throat> that fucking walk way too close to your car and look in and see me fucking yeah, masturbating. Yeah, they down here. Oh, me? Yeah, yeah, no one's seen me masturbate. <laughs> the whole world's probably seen me. No, yuck, I don't do that. Yeah. So, 
Anyway, um, this is so off kilter. I don't even know. Yeah, what's we're good. Going. We're going. We're, we got. Okay, we're in Long Beach, Miguel. We're setting this. Okay, let's redo it. No, let's listen to it. Okay. Okay. I want to see. The, I just want to hear the audio. Okay, so here's what happened: is that Violet Jean Berling, Miss Jean, she she took this little girl in. Like she she saw that when when her and Miguel took all the little kids out to go eat and stuff like that, um, they were able to weed out like who's who and what's what. And um, Mrs. Erickson, uh, Kay's mother, she proved to be like perfect you know, pray. And because she, what she would do is she would drop K off at 2.30 p.m. She would take advantage of the fact that they may or may not go out to dinner. And um, she didn't start trying to pick up her daughter until 10.30 p.m. So, and so Mrs. John saw that, Miss John, excuse me, saw that as like, hey, this bitch doesn't care about her kid. And so I'm going to just go ahead and take over this kid. This is ratchet. So so all the other kids were they were staying there too or what she Sometimes they spent the night, but it wasn't to the extent that that little Kay was spending the night. Like Kay's Kay's mother was kind of taking advantage. You know? And it's like can when you look at it later, knowing what happened, is Kay's mother at fault or was it just the situation that she was in and that she was getting a divorce and she saw this opportunity for somebody to help take care of her daughter. What was really going on? Because she also gave Miss John permission to spank or swat, quote unquote, her child. Which I would not give anybody permission to fucking hit my to put hands on my kid ever. Yeah, I think she even got that. No, she writing, no, she? she she admitted it. Oh, okay. Um so what happened was is that Mr. fucking uh, Vertigo, Miguel Vertigo and Miss John they teamed up against Kay, little girl, and they started abusing her. They started putting cigarettes out on her. Um, they started strapping the the accordion to her. And later, when she was questioned about it, Miss John said that, that all children who were uh, skilled at the accordion, they were taught up. Their part of their tutelage was having the accordion strapped to them, you know, overnight and stuff. So this little girl had the accordion strapped to her overnight. And she was having cigarettes put out on her. They were anally and vaginally penetrating her. So, uh, you know, she had, like, I guess the di- the dilation was pretty big. It was five centimeters more than it should be. Yeah, it was five normal. centimeters more than it should be. She weighed 80 pounds. Not 80 pounds, I'm lying. She weighed 10 pounds less than she should have. Or 10 pounds, right? Um, so on October 12th, 1950... 50? 1950, she was found to be dead inside of the um, the the studio. And Miss Miss John is the one that called. She called at six o'clock in the morning. However, when the coroner went, hey Dutch, see Dutch doesn't like this kind of shit. I don't see another dog. Dutch, she doesn't like us talking about dead children. No, it, it got real. The threat's real now. Judges, lay down. Nobody's going to get you judges. You don't have to play the accordion. Yeah, this whole accordion thing. Who, I, what is it? What is it? Oh, this is why, Kay. This is the reason why. What, the polka band or what? No. This is the reason why Kay, why Beatrice allowed Kay to be there for an extended stay was because, um, excuse me, was, um, 
Beatrice told... Stopping it. So, Miss um, John had convinced Beatrice Erickson that her daughter was, you know, she might have a low IQ. However, she was going to be an exemplary, a superstar status uh, accordion player. So now, she would was, that be a polka? A polka? I don't know. It was going to be like Barbara Mandrell status. Like, I am going to be sleeping single in a double bed. I am going to be fucking like on the fucking stage. When I retire, I'm going to fucking Vegas. You know what I mean? It was like that. I don't know many polka players or many freaking uh, accordion players that are professionals that are stars. Okay. Well, that's what Miss John had convinced Miss Beatrice Erickson of. First. Superstar, yes. extravaganza, like, <laughs> right. extraordinaire, selling the forum out, right? Accordion player, like Barbara Mandrell style. Yeah. Okay. Sleep and sing all in a double bed, right? Does Pippi Longstocking play the accordion? <laughs> I just picture Pippi Longstocking. Right. And so the mother was like, "Well, who am I to hold my daughter, my child back? Like, if this, you know, because I'm so worried about her future." And what's going to happen to her because she, you know, has flunked the fourth grade or the second grade or whatever grade she flunked. Um, And I'm so worried about her. I need to, you know, like this makes me feel good. This makes me feel like, you know, okay. So what Mrs. John said was, but in order for her to become at this level, the superior level of accordionship, accordionism, (laughs) she, um... She needs to live with me 24-7. 7 24 is what she said. She didn't even know the right way to say it. She said 724. She needs to stay with me 724. Yep. Um right. And and then and she needs to play the violin night and day or not the violin, the accordion. accordion. I'm clutching your brain right now. The uh, night and day, day and night. And so Mrs. Erickson was like, well, all righty then. Well, it does it does serve me a little bit. You know, she's thinking in the back of her mind because, you know, I, so that I can get the things that I need to take care of, taking care my of. My divorce. Yeah. And my, my, nails, my affair, right? My hair. Right. Shopping. Right. So she just basically, like, just puts Kay on the back burner. The mother does. Sometimes she comes to try and visit. I think she left her fucking to blow in the wind. I think she did too. Yeah, you say that and at some point she knew it better when she could see her Like, daughter. you know in your heart. You know in your fucking yeah, gut. Like, when something bad's happening. Like, you know your gut is going to tell you. Yeah, triangle and her gut told her that her child was in danger and she said, yeah. you know what, never mind. Even think you want to protect it more than it was low IQ, you know? Like, you want to protect it more. She was embarrassed by that. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. I that is crazy. Yeah, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be embarrassed either. Okay. I wouldn't be embarrassed. I would love my no. baby. Ke- yeah. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Um, Big head, square peg in the round hole. I don't care. Jeez. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's our like, child. And I would fucking want to beat up anybody that would make fun yeah, of them. Yeah, yeah, I'm always for the underdog. I wouldn't be on the person's always side that was underdog. making fun of them. Yeah, I'm always for the underdog. Me too. Yeah. So, anyway, a lot of people aren't in life. A no, lot of people not. see the underdog and they want to take Perpetrate. advantage. Yeah. Cannon fodder. That's what happened here, is that yeah. she got perpetrated on... And so, on the night of October 12th, 1950, uh, Miss John called the... Well, in the morning. It was morning. It was like yeah, was 6.30 a.m. The police department received the phone call. Mm-hmm. And she said that she didn't know that she woke up and that this girl was like this in this state. 
You know, the, the girl was dead, basically. They had cigarettes that still fucking burning on her. Yeah. Cigarettes that actually still the coroner was put able, out on her. Yeah, the, it, the coroner was able to to determine that the cigarettes had been put out on her two minutes before she died. Hey, Miguel, died. I got a cigarette here. What do I, there's no ashtray. What do I do? I'll just put it out Oh, look, her. she's not fucking uh, responsive. Right. Let's wake her up. Yeah, just put her out. Yeah, she could get her up. She got to play the accordion, man. She's falling asleep right. on, her, on, her, on her. So own. what they did was they strapped an accordion to her, and yeah. they kept this accordion strapped to her at all times. There were children, like nine-year-old children, that could attest to attest. They could testify. Could testify. What are these other kids? What are they doing? They're not just sitting there. They're just like, oh, get better. No, they threatened them so badly. They were like, if you fucking tell, we're gonna fucking do not and only this to you, you but we're gonna do this to your mom and your dad. Out. I'm gonna strap a stove to your back. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So they had this little girl. They had her strapped to the chair with the accordion on her, while the while Miguel and Miss John took all these other children out to dinner for ninety minutes, say, and then they came back. Okay, you're raising your okay, hand. Okay, wait. This is this is this is something. I just said when they made her masturbate and made her feel bad about masturbating. Oh yes, they made her masturbate because this is ultimately what Miss John's fucking uh, defense was. Humiliation. Her defense was that this child could not keep hands off of herself. That this child had basically committed suicide, had killed herself by committing uh, harms to herself, by cutting herself, by masturbating chronically, by um, by by just beating her own self in the face, by burning herself, by by slicing right, herself. Right. So that's why when they went to the coroner's office and he so he looked at her, she was five and, centimeters dilated, regular right, than a normal right. vagina. So she's building up the, the defense. Right. Oh, she was probably sticking things in her vagina. Yes, yes. Yeah, right. Exactly. Come on. And the coroner said, no, there are bruises and there are marks and there are cuts on this to. child. That there, There's no fucking way that she could have physically done herself, yeah, to herself. Yeah, in the back of her, on the middle of her back. See, but this is the thing. So, um, Miss John, she had two trials because the first trial... She was able to get a retrial because she passed out the entire trial of her first her first trial. She she did get convicted of California PC one eighty seven. She was found guilty. Oh yeah, the fucking. But she passed out during the entire trial. Oscar Every single time they said something fucked up about her, she fucking uh, yeah she fainted and they had to carry her out of court. Oh my god! So she was know. able to prove that she wasn't present during the entire trial. So she got to have a second trial. She was also convicted uh, guilty uh, in the second trial. Her mother during the first trial, when so she popular. when they were reading, I know, right? Yeah. Her vaudevillian mother, when they were reading out like the, the verdict, her mother was like, no, no, yeah. no, no, no. not my daughter. She and, went, uh, yeah, they both fainted. Exactly. And then that's when Miss John says that she came to. She said that she was out of it the entire trial. Well, she wasn't Until she, she heard her mother's yeah, voice saying, no, no. She yeah. said she heard a voice saying, no, no, no. Yeah. She and then she, she snapped out of it. And she's like, oh, my goodness, what's happening to me? She should have put a cigarette on her. Say, wake up, lady. I know, bitch. Yeah. All right. And so, and but I'm not so happy about Kay's mother either. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not happy about Kay's mother. Uh, what was it B? Beatrice. B and Miguel. Miguel and B. Oh, right. Yeah, they both got Like, how they meet each other. Yeah, I, I never thought I of that. I, I just That's picture Miguel creepy. in, like a, like, a, like, a, like, a wife beater and a stains yeah. on the front, all, like, overweight right. and stuff. So that was the thing. I pictured him being skinny for some reason. Like, the accordion. 
Uh, I picture him taking a boat ride with okay. fucking. Um, we'll go that way. I picture him taking a boat ride with Phaedro. He's got he's skinny, but he's, got, he's, got, the, he's the, got he's got the he's got the the white beard, but it's over. It doesn't fit him right, and he's got he's like just he's, gross. he's got like acne on his back. Oh uh, yeah, ew, ew, yeah, and, ew. He, and he smokes, chain smokes and stuff, and ew. his teeth are all brown. And, and for some reason, thirty-two-year-old. Uh, and his breath smells like liver. Ew. Oh, is that paint a picture? No, it smells like yeah. fucking rotting lettuce. Yeah. Uh, ooh. <laughs> ooh. He's always drinking like Pepto Bismo. Got <laughs> 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 are we descriptive? <laughs> my, little, my little plug at fucking you know, community college. I, I took a, the, the, the writing class. I, I excelled in that class. I loved Every descriptive writing. Every molester we've ever done. Oh my god! Every ever the word was descriptive. It's like that one. Uh, that one. Uh, anyway, <laughs> remember that one? Remember that one podcast we did with the guy who was like writing the story about the Riverside Killer. He was like every word was like descriptive. <laughs> his glistening hair, his his, his his chic walk. Remember that? Remember that guy? You were you were putting him down. The writer. Yeah, remember? he was writing. Oh, this guy was in love with this killer, and he was just like, like yeah, every movie. Made was just shivering. <laughs> it was like every movie was like descriptive. <coughs> Putting shade on. It. Yeah, she's getting over being sick. That's a good thing though, because she's getting it out, pushing it out. Okay, so she was able to uh, faint herself into a pre-trial or no, a, a retrial. So she fainted herself, and her mother showed up. I'm sure she coordinated this with her mother. It was a coordinated effort where her mother would cause a scene, and she would cause a scene. She would faint, and she would pass out, and she too much for her to bear, and all these things about her, all this, all this, uh, all this. Uh, I'm talking about her, uh, her, 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 her character was being like shame. It was being shunned and shamed, and you know the black light was coming on her. You know the shade, the the, the her her character was being in question in court of law. So everybody was being exposed that she wasn't a good uh, a, a teacher to her students, and she was all for her children. And the court she was going to bring uh, this child to the stars of uh, being a professional uh, accordion player. It's too much for her bear, so she passed out every time she got a chance. So the record show, stated for her uh, retrial when she uh, when she wanted to go back for retrial was uh, she was granted a retrial because she wasn't present. Because she was always fainting, she was always being, you know, taken out of the court, in and out. So she wasn't present. So physically, mentally, and, and bodily, she wasn't present for her trial. So they gave her a retrial. And guess what happened at her retrial? Okay, so she got get caught guilty, and more over. This is over. Like we're done because the bitch got guilty. She was a guilty bitch. <laughs> so that's the. That's our uh, our second um, of the double header of um, the Long Beach um, accordionist. Who's that faggot? And yeah, this is like this is like this is like the worst place to go if you want to be like be by the beach. But there's perpetrators down here. There's no uh, like a motherfucker. There's perpetrators down here, but there's okay. In life, there's there's wolf and there's sheep. There's not many sheep down here. There's all wolves. Uh-huh. So they look at us like we're sheep, but they little do they know. Little do they know. Yeah. It's like sheep. get closer, get closer. Yeah. yeah, get closer, then we'll see what happens. You know. Don't put your pan in the fire, you're gonna get burned. Alright.